Hello and welcome to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key over 21 years ago. and We've had students in over 65 countries during that time. We have Emily Crawford on with us today and she has ventured two of her products and they're on Amazon and on Walmart.com. Really cute baby products. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. So, well, let's let's just jump in. Let's just take a, a look at two of your products so people can see them and then we'll jump right back. Here we go. Sure. Emily, those are really cute products, and the babies are even cuter. <laughs> I was able to use my daughter for a while as my spokesperson, but now she's too big for all of them. So we have to. I'm always asking people, "Hey, can I borrow your baby?" <laughs> yeah, but you got to pay her, and then you put that money into her college fund. You know, you got to right. you got to pay those child actors. You get in trouble for that. <laughs> but anyway, so you've you've ventured these products, and you said to me like, "Oh, I wish I'd found you guys sooner because I would have licensed it." Now, why is that? And we want to know your story of what you've done, because you've done pretty well, actually, but you still want a license. So if we could tell your story about each of the products and uh, you got a fun uh, prototype story, too, or mold making story. Uh, so we can do that as well. So tell us about the products. Sure. So uh, my first both both products came out of um, an a moment of insanity while raising my children and really a moment of stress of there has to be a better way. So with the Bumblebee product, um, I was changing my daughter's diaper and it was the middle of the night. So I had my cell phone out and was had the, the flashlight on, was holding it over the dirty diaper and trying to change the diaper with the other hand. Ooh. And my cell phone actually dropped down into the diaper. And I got so frustrated <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, there just has to be a better way. I need a light that's a soft glow that is not going to wake her up totally because mm. she was a newborn at the time, but allows me to see what I'm doing while I'm changing the diaper. Um, and then also at the same time, babies have a tendency to kind of have these wandering hands while you're changing their diaper, and they like to get down there, and then their hands get messy, or they do what I call the alligator roll, where they'll be on the changing table and try to flip over a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're always them back over. So I had this idea for a product that they could hold on to that would light up, that would be washable, that maybe we could play with in the bath. And kind of in my mind, this, this bumblebee design came up um, and it has a, a light little light. You have a, you have a creative mind. The, that design came out. That was the first thing you thought of, huh? You're creative. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do have a background in graphic design and um, my degrees in public relations, but I spend a lot of time marketing other people's products, but never my own. And so I, I kind of, I drew it up um, in in uh, Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator, and then I thought, okay, if I'm going to actually make this, I think I need to have a prototype because I had had no previous um, background in product design. I was just kind of winging it. I didn't really know what to do. Um, I had had a mentor that I had been working with, uh, who kind of showed me how to get in contact with Alibaba. 
And Alibaba is kind of like a, a dating site for people who want to make a product and people who make the products. And so I got on Alibaba and kind of looked for products that I knew were somewhat similar to what I wanted, which would be like the rubber duckies or bath toys, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And um, they said, we need you to send us a prototype. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay, how do I do that? Now, these, these are the contract manufacturers that make stuff, but not a type of company you license to. Like, they're Correct. over in Asia most mostly. Correct, yeah. Okay. Shenzhen, China is where I had this made. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to Michael's, the local craft store, and bought a foam for ball and another two pieces of foam to go on the side and just took a kitchen knife and kind of shaved down the archaic wings and... Um, I bought molding clay and molded the clay all around it um, and then had a Sharpie and just colored on the eyes and the mouth with different Sharpies and boom, I had my prototype and um, it's since kind of melted and falling apart. I still do have it, but it's so fragile. <laughs> I kind of keep it up on the shelf. So, so you're, you're trying to get this thing made overseas and you, you didn't do CADs or anything like it. You literally sent this mold this clay prototype to them and they were able to make a mold from that now yeah. why did you do that you were on a tight budget yeah yeah i mean i i didn't know how to use a 3d program i didn't want to really hire anybody mm -hmm. um also just for um design and idea purposes i didn't want the idea stolen so i wanted to keep it very close um and yeah i didn't i didn't really tell anybody what i was doing and i just wanted to do it all on my own because i thought if i'm going to do this i'm I want to do it. I want it to be mine. I want 100% for all of it to be mine. Um, so yeah, I sent it off to them and then their team put together kind of the 3D um, design for me, digital design. They sent it back and said, do you like this? We picked out colors. Um, yeah. And, and then I think probably six weeks later, we went to production. And so it, it all in all, it took me about four months total to go from idea to production. Now, where did you, what's, where did you, what stores did you put it in? Where did you put it? Where did you sell um, it? Then I sold it on, I started on Amazon and mm. within six months of it being listed, it sold out. And because I was a newbie and didn't know what I was doing, I had taken all of that profit and paid myself back for what it cost me to make it. So then mm. all of a sudden I'm out of inventory. It's time to go reorder and I didn't have enough money to pay for more products. So yeah. I had to continue working two jobs and saving everything I could to make enough money to reorder. And, you know, that's some of the things you don't know when you, when you go into having a product on the shelf, you don't understand it or you, you wouldn't even realize that you need the first round of product that's actually out there. You probably won't make any money off of it. You need to save it or at least a portion of that to put back towards the next round of mm. inventory. The cash so, flow is really tough. Like if you were really hugely successful, you you'd have to like get a loan and a bank doesn't want to yeah. give you a loan. So it, your success can kind of kill you. Cash flow is yeah. very very yeah. difficult thing when selling the product yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bootstrapped everything and I didn't do a GoFundMe or um, a Kickstarter or anything. I paid for it 100% myself and I I'm, I'm proud of that, but I also suffered financially because of it, but gained it all back when I ordered my second round and now they're back on the market and making, making money now. So I was able to pay myself back, save up and then order more. Did it, did um, it disappear from Amazon for a time because you didn't have it there yeah. and it were, 
Do they get yeah. upset about it? So it sounds like you had a good experience selling on Amazon. Was it hard to get that up and running? And what are some of the difficult things you encountered selling on Amazon? So Amazon's kind of its own unique um, environment and animals. You have to learn all of the nomenclature. You have to understand the fees. Uh, at first, I had all my units at the warehouse so that they were doing fulfillment by Amazon, where I never touched it. But with that comes a referral fee and a pick, pack, and ship fee. So by the time my little $2.70 B, I sold it on Amazon for $18. And by the time they would take their referral fee and their pick, pack, and ship fee, I was really only making about $5 per unit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of it, you have to pay $39 a month to be an Amazon seller. Mm -hmm. So the... Amazon is really a volume game, a high volume game. If you can sell high volume, you're going to make a profit. Uh, so what I ended up doing was pulling my inventory from the warehouse and bringing it here locally um, to my own storage. And so I pay pack and ship everything myself. So I'm saving that fee. And um, if I have, I have a lot of local deliveries because a lot of my friends want it. So I'll save on shipping that way too. Are, um, are, you, enjoy are you enjoying shipping all those yourself? Is that fun? <laughs> No. Is that no. one of the reasons why you you want to move over to licensing, or or yeah. is it just the the that maybe the sheer volume that a bigger company can do? I think it's both. I mean, I would love to see both of my products owned um, or licensed out by a larger company because they've got the cash flow to put into marketing dollars, and they've got the teams to do all the shipping, and uh, I can only do so much. I mean, yes, my background is in marketing, but. If I really wanted to make a huge impact and sell millions, I would have to put a ton of money into um, brand awareness and, and um, advertising, that kind of thing. Even if through social media, I know it's it's you can buy ads on Facebook pretty cheap, but you can also run through those dollars quickly. I mean, five, mm -hmm. six hundred dollars time um, and only make two or three sales here and there. So well, for you, me, you would rather license it than hire employees and have to go get angel funding and you know, and, and take all those risks. And, and you have a day job still or? I do. I own a marketing company. Okay. You can't, yeah. you can't do that and be venturing <laughs> a product at the same time on a huge scale. It would be really hard, I would think. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's been, um, you know, when I'm first creating a product, I'm working with manufacturers in China. So I'll, I work my day job from, you know, nine to five ish. And then my, I have three kids and a husband and a dog, and so I get everybody taken care of, and then we all go to bed, and at about 1 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock, China wakes up, and they're ready to do business. They are ready to take orders. They want you to approve things. Um, we have to work on shipping contracts, that kind of thing. So I was working through the night as well, um, pretty much getting about two to three hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, okay. Well, it's good. It's nice to paint a picture of what's involved, so if people do want to sell a product themselves they know what's involved there now you know some people and i do think it's impressive but you know you're on walmart.com but we were talking about the difference between being in walmart and being on walmart.com so what's the difference there so you have to be an approved vendor um, to sell on walmart marketplace and i actually was able to gain an interview with buyers they were doing what's called a product review so every product that's out in the store has an annual review in its category. So the baby category annually renews every July. So they go through their, um, most, most stores in the United States have their baby products review in July. 
And so Walmart had reached out to me. I was a member of um, a site called Range Me, and they were able to, they saw my profile. I had all of my specs and everything up on that site. They invited me for a meeting, and it was actually um, just after COVID had hit, so I didn't go down to Bentonville. I actually met with them over Zoom, and there were four or five people on the call, and I pitched my products and pitched um, why they would be good in stores and um, what their value is. And what they loved was that um, the lounger especially is a direct competitor to um, one of the items they have on the shelf right now. Mm. And Walmart really loves um, competition and giving people choices. And so they actually really loved my bath uh, product for uh, to be an indirect competition with the one product they have on the shelves. So what they did was that they granted me rights to sell on Walmart Marketplace. And then um, after six, six or seven months, we're gonna do a review and see how well my sales were. And if my sales are really good or what they felt was good enough, we were gonna um, go into negotiations for doing an owned product, which means uh, they would have an agreement to sell the products in the actual store on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough though. They Walmart's gotten, well, not in trouble, but they've, Vendors have gotten in trouble, one SKU, one product vendors, because they can't handle the cash flow. They start getting a lot of orders from Walmart. And then Walmart's like, no, we don't want that anymore. And then the company's crushed. Yeah. So it seems like they're taking a very different approach. And even after a successful sell on um, on Walmart.com, do you think they're going to grill you about, like, what's your cash flow, how long you've been in business, and all that stuff, and then they still might not take you on? Or what? what is your impression there. I'm not an expert at that. I'm an expert at licensing. So we did, we actually did go through all of that. When I did my interview with them, they actually had me present everything, my, including my financials oh, okay. and my sales and um, my ability to, um, you know, my warehouse space and um, how fast I can pay pack and ship and um, how many units per month can I give. And so there, there's a lot involved there. And for me, Although that sounds really exciting and I would love to go stand in the store next to my product and be like, oh, I'm in the store. I'm just, my, my talents are in the creative development of the product itself. Mm. I am not a numbers person. Um, I can help you with branding. I designed this box. I can do the graphic design, but when it comes to inventory and tactical uh, logistics, I, I, I could do it if I try really, really hard, but it's not something that's fun to me and not something I, I really look forward to. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that people, there's nothing, they're just two different paths, life, licensing and venturing, and there's nothing wrong with one or the other, but people need to know the path they're walking down. Yeah. And a lot of folks, they don't realize that with mm -hmm. venturing until they're far down it. And you yeah. need to be more, equally excited about running a business as the product. You can't just be excited about your product. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Most of the people in your position, they're like, oh, that's so true, Andrew. But people early on, they're like, no, it's my product. And you had mentioned, I didn't want anybody to even make the prototype because I wanted it to be all mine. And that's how people feel in the beginning. And now you're your, your mindset seems to be so different. You're like, hey, no, if some big company took yeah, it on, they can call it theirs. <laughs> if I can see it in the store, I'm getting the royalty checks and I can see, yeah. you know, babies enjoying this thing, I'm good. So what happened there with that? Just all this work, I guess, and you realize. Yeah, it is, and well, and I think 
what happened well, with the Bumblebee especially, I immediately got a purchase order for over 20,000 units for wow. um, the country's leading um, subscription box for, for pregnant women. And I, I mean, I was in tears. I was so happy. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Huge order. Then I went to go negotiate the purchase order and the shipping and when I get paid and, you know, when all those logistics you don't think about. And they weren't willing to pay anything up front. They didn't want a cash flow. So for me to have a special order, because I didn't have 20,000 units on hand, I would have to go to my manufacturer, have them make th this specific order for them. I have to front the money, then I have to ship them here from China to the United States, and then they get sent to the, the subscription box, and then they pay me. Well, that was gonna be $78,000. I don't have that kind of cash flow, and I, I didn't wanna go get a loan for that. So unfortunately, after negotiating with them for almost a month, um, I had to back out because mm -hmm. It was a it was a financial decision on my part to not put myself into debt just to get this order. Yeah. Um, the back end of it, I would have made a ton of money, but what if it had fallen through? What if yeah. it didn't? They had all these stipulations in that price agreement that talked about if my products didn't make it to their warehouse by a specific date, they would reject my order. Wow. And they, were, they weren't willing to change that. So these are the things you come up against when you start having a physical product in in the market. Uh, just you find that the rules are stiff and hard and, and because they've got so much on the line on their end in terms of how you resell it, yeah. uh, they're not willing to do that for you on this end. And, you know, kind of going through the event, right? Of course, I, I learned a lot about, um, how it's important if I do get a licensing agreement for me to stay a part of that marketing journey because mm. I understand the process now. So if somebody were to take on my products, I, I understand how my manufacturers work. And so I guess, in, you know, just thinking about it here out loud, that's a blessing for, for me to have gone through the process of going to market because now when I do license it out, I'll understand that language better. I yeah. The you respect what they're doing for you, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah what a company does, their money, their workforce, and their distribution. Yeah. And anybody that's tried to venture respects that for more than people that don't. Really savvy yeah. business people, even if they haven't done it, they're like, no, I get it. I understand yeah. it. But yeah. you're right. You know, when you're a small company, you know, it's one person company, I'm assuming. Yeah. And you you get a 20,000 order and you don't have distribution elsewhere. Now, a big company might be like, okay, if they're going to kick it back, we'll just put it in this other distribution channel because they have many distribution channels. But it could just sit. Like you could be, I have 20,000 units. You're like, and then that's just costing you. The yeah. cost of keeping inventory is huge, yeah. right? And then you have to make, spend more money to maybe, maybe you're working your, your marketing job. You have a marketing firm. And you have to hire a manufacturer's rep now to try to get into other stores to sell that 20,000 units because you don't have time to do it because you got a business. Or if you right. did it, then your business would suffer, your other business. Right. And it, 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 people need to see that. Some yeah. people are up for that. And I admire people that can do it. But it, it, it needs to be more than I love my product and I believe yeah. in my product. You need, to, yeah. you need to really be willing to do the drudgery of running a company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to you have to treat it like a business, and I think that that's what I learned really quickly. I had actually um, branded my original company name was Rockin' by Baby, and um, I went to go trademark it, and I got a cease and desist letter from a famous rock star. 
I'm not allowed to say his name publicly, um, but he had a brand that was similar and felt like uh, I was infringing on that. Oh. And had already gone to print on. Oh my, no. My products had the logo on the bottom. Um, we had had everything was set, ready to go. And then right before I went online with the sales, I get this letter. So we worked out an agreement with him where I was able to sell off my inventory. Um, but then anything from after that set on needed to be rebranded. But that, well, that was, I'm not saying they were kind, but at least you were able to do that. They weren't completely terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're going up a rock star, I mean, he's got millions of dollars. There's no, I mean, this is a very famous person. Yeah. How, there's no way I can fight that. I live in the Midwest. <laughs> I just am trying to live my life. And you get hit with these things and, and you don't yeah. expect it. But what's important to understand is you can't stop. Like I, yeah, I had a moment where I fell apart. I was actually sitting at this table right here. And I'm like, why? Why is this happening? I had come so far. Everything was ready to launch. And I thought, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's just a, it's just a name. I'll just move on. And so the next day... I actually decided to just roll my product development company into my graphic design company. So I actually bought it for a dollar and then it became OA Creative. And then I split off and um, rebranded my marketing company to um, what I have now with my three partners. So it worked out because I already had a business kind of set up, but it's still, it's still the process that you have to go through. I mean, you never know what's going to hit you. You can yeah. get hit. A lawsuit or so it's important to have liability insurance and um, as you all talk about if you're gonna try to go get a license you you need to have um, an it, actual business set up and, a, and yeah. maybe when you do a licensing deal you want to the LLC so um, we've never had it happen where a, an inventor like a, a consumer sued a company or the inventor because they don't even know you exist so, but if they do find you, they're like, okay, they don't have deep pockets, they probably won't sue you. But in case they did, you want to do the licensing agreement under the LLC. But if they're going to sue somebody, they're going to sue the company. But then, you know, you've got also, you need to insist that the company, when you're licensing, puts you under their product liability insurance, usually a million or two million at least. And it doesn't cost them anything more to do that. So you're protected like every which way till Tuesday with licensing. But when yeah. you're venturing, you're on your own. You're exposed. You're 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 out there. You really are. And especially with baby products, baby bath products. Oh I, yeah, they're crazy about yeah. like my liability insurance is five hundred dollars a month just to, and I have to have it to sell on Walmart. I'm Walmart, surprised it's that cheap. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. if it's like I had somebody try to work on a bedding product and the manufacturers the baby bedding, like there was some lawsuits there, and they were like, we don't even do baby bedding anymore because of the lawsuits. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. But, but so your goal is to license these things, um, mm -hmm. and you've you've done a you've done a great job with venturing. But it's it's you've explained to people what kind of work it is. What's your is that your goal? What's your goal right now to license these two? Or you're so good at doing baby stuff, are you going to do more baby stuff? Or um, I I would love to license both of them, um, mm -hmm. but then I also am just a never ending wealth of ideas so i've got a notebook and my phone is full of ideas and i've got probably 20 to 30 more ideas um and i never knew what to do with them until i met you all because i'm like oh, okay do i have to turn all of these into a product that seems so stressful and 
overwhelming. But what I've learned is that I don't, I can take those ideas and just present them on a sell sheet or I could just put it together and, and pitch it that way. I don't necessarily have to bring all of them to fruition. It's just an idea because I, you know, I've had experience with babies and um, I see these pain points that happen and come up with ideas to make people's lives easier while trying to raise their kids. So I think, yeah, that's what I first move is to get these two licenses. Um, and I did a, um, file a patent on the lounger three years ago and I found out on April 20th that it finally went through. So this is officially patent, patented and... Um, yeah, but it's th three years. It takes forever for a patent issue, right? So yeah. yeah, we went forth several times, but now... I have the patent on that, and so cool. that's that's really really exciting. Well, and of I'm course, impressed. I'm that I would want to license these two, but I've also learned that maybe the people I would least expect might actually go after it. So we'll we'll see. I can't get my mindset on somebody specific because there may be somebody out there I don't even know about. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a trip because when you're venturing like these other co these companies that you're going to license to, they're your competitors. Right? But now you, you're, they're your licensees, right? So it's probably kind of a, a interesting feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been great. I think that, you know, I always say it's, it's one thing for Stephen or myself to share this stuff. For somebody to come on and talk about their own personal experience with whatever they did, it, it's, it really sinks in with our viewers. You know, it really kind of sinks in. Um, and I think if somebody's trying to figure out to license or venture, all the stuff you shared is very helpful. It's nothing wrong with venturing. It has its upsides too. Licensing definitely has its upsides that you talked about. That's the direction that you're going. Yeah. Um, and if you have a lot of ideas, licensing can be a great way to go. Like you could do your next product could be a kitchen gadget, right. you know, but you can't start a baby company doing ba not a baby company, but you're not making babies, <laughs> baby product company. And then sure. do kitchen gadgets, different distribution channel. It doesn't work like that. But with licensing, you can jump around and you got like tons of ideas. So, yeah. 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 Well, and that's the thing about selling on Amazon is that you have to register in a category and then you can have products underneath that category. So for me, have, starting with one baby product, I decided to create the second baby product so they can mm. be listed underneath that same brand. Um, and I can have, I, I did a brand registry where I'm certified through Amazon and I get my own brand page with my multiple products on one page. Um, but you're right. It would look strange if I had these two baby products and then I've got like knives or something. It just doesn't, doesn't flow well. <laughs> well, especially when you're going brick and mortar, cause the same stores might not sell the same stuff. And then you have to create all those relationships with those other brick and mortar retailers where when you license it. You, you can license over here for baby products to one company over here for kitchen. So yeah. these are these are things that um, these points just really get driven home when somebody like yourself is so gracious and comes on, takes your time to share with our audience. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always fun sharing my story. Okay. It's, uh, I always tell everybody it's never too late to be exactly who you want to be. So if you Ooh. have an idea or something, just go after it. Don't don't let anything stop you. I and love if you that. Want to selling stores, then so be it. You'll find a way and, and then you'll learn and have your own path, make your own path for yourself. So. That's really like, I'm, all, I'm getting teary-eyed there. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, because, because inventors, it's part of who they are. They just started coming up with ideas one day and it became part of who they are. So you, what did you say? You said it's never too late to become who exactly you, who you want to be. Exactly who you want to be. And I think that's, our audience feels that way. So I think they'll be inspired by your story. So thank, well, thank you. you.
Thank you, All right. Having me. All right. Take care. Keep inventing, everybody. We'll catch up with you next time. Bye. There's a great idea in each of us. But it's truly magical to see it come to life. Sharing your creativity with the world has never been easier. We can help. Thank you.